ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Welcome to Bright. All right, welcome to Fright Central, where we talk all things horror. I'm back here again with Keck, and I'm Doc. How you doing today, Keck? Hey, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, so today we are going to do uh, just talk about some of the things coming out for the month of uh, February. I know it's already a couple days in, so there were a couple things that just got released on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, the first one was uh, Doctor Sleep, and which came out theaters in December. Uh, didn't do that, or was it November? Uh, it was like November, December. I don't think it did that well. Yeah, I feel like it's the very end of November, maybe the very beginning of December. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know it didn't do that well in theaters, despite the fact that I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was really good. Um, but I think it was because it wasn't released in October, and not many people go to see horror movies in like November, December, especially around like Thanksgiving, Christmas time. But uh, just a brief synopsis on it: it was uh, it's basically a uh, sequel to The Shining, and it's both a sequel to the book and Kubrick's movie. There's a nice way he kind of uh, ties them both together. But it follows a now adult Dan Torrance, played by Ewan McGregor. And uh, he must protect a young girl with similar powers uh, from a cult known as the True Knot, who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. Now, I know you saw this one as well, and uh, I, I know I, we, we didn't get to do uh, a cast yet about it, but we will, because it just came out on Blu-ray, I believe, on the 3rd. So, uh, but did you have any... Uh, uh, thoughts, uh, just a quick little Yeah, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't have even known about it if you hadn't told me, because, like, I don't know, the idea of it just seems stupid to me. Like, a sequel to The Shining, where, like, Danny Torrance grows up. Like, it, it just doesn't really seem like there'd be too much of a story there, but you had seen it, you told me it was decent, yeah. so I checked it out. I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan, so, um, you know what I mean? I dig, I dig shit he does, yeah. and... Uh, I a couple a couple um, cast members that I saw whose names escape me, but like I've seen them in a lot of other uh, films before, and so like some of the cast like actually kind of intrigued me. So um, you know, I I saw it and uh, I had very low expectations, and I gotta say like it, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know. Hearing a, a sequel to Shining with Danny Torrance as an adult and like the struggles and trials and tribulations he went through yeah. in his life and how he must have kind of suffered with like this ability that he never really understood. Like, you know, I mean, he, he didn't really know what it is. He feels like he's like kind of like isolated in a way because like he doesn't think anyone else has this gift. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. he grew up feeling very different, and he was, like, alienated, and it got to the point where he started um, he started drinking, right? He started yes, drinking yes. maybe some drug use, and it was, like, his way of, like, because, you know, uh, sort of like if somebody's, like, bipolar or, like, manic depressant, like, something like that, you know what I mean? Like, you grow up, like, knowing that you're kind of different, and you have these, like, this 
these weird things kind of like talking to you out of the shadows. Like, I mean, I know the feeling. So that's yeah. sort of how they described it. Like yeah, he was yeah. like, he had disability. And so he started turning to substance abuse and shit like that. And I thought that was an interesting take on it. Like, yeah. you know, I thought it was going to be corny, but I was like, you know, they did a decent job. I mean, like I said, I would not have made this movie, but they gave it an interesting backstory. Yeah, they yeah. made they made it. Like, I mean, what did you think about Ewan McGregor as Danny Dorn? Oh yeah, I thought I thought um, the cast was great. Even like the uh, some of the uh, cast that are made to look like characters from from The Shining, I thought did a good job. Uh, but it's not just like uh, just a sequel that Mike Flanagan decided to make up on his own you know what i mean uh, stephen king wrote a book like, yeah he wrote the sequel to it so it's kind of based on that but he like he also worked in you know the shining the movie so that there's a a nice like balance between the two and stephen king said it kind of make made up for everything he like hated about kubrick's uh film because like it's he's kind of notorious for not liking that movie even though like everyone that's else the whole thing though if kubrick's film did not exist do you honestly think that like anybody would really even know who Danny Torrance was? Like I understand they made it they made it a that TV me, they made movie. a TV uh, a TV version of The Shining yeah. that was like much closer to like what happened in King's book and I heard it was just kind of horrific yeah. because uh, King's story for The Shining was that like there were actual like ghostly entities like running around the hotel and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. They were like you know walk up to you, grab you, and throw you around type shit. It just completely like not really a uh, practical. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess. Yeah. I well, don't I mean, really I feel like if flown very well, if that if that TV movie was the only version, they wouldn't be making Doctor Sleep right now. They'd be making The Shining right now. You know what I mean? If Kubrick's yeah. version didn't exist, we'd be getting a, a a theatrical version of The Shining, like probably like from from like the same people who did it. You know what I mean? That like that's where they would be at. They wouldn't be doing Doctor Sleep. But I like the fact that instead of doing a remake of Kubrick Shining, you know, which they also could have done if they decided to make, they decided to adapt the sequel to the book and also incorporate elements from Kubrick's version. I thought that was a smart way of doing it instead of just another remake, you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, though, I think the idea to do this is very stupid. I definitely wouldn't have done it, but I was pleasantly surprised by the product um I, I there was a lot of things that actually there were a lot of things in this film that i would have loved to see incorporated in it chapter two because there were there were certain there was a certain part where one of the characters uh that went by lucy the hatch it was showing how she was like you know, because basically these, we don't know if they're human. They didn't really explain what these things are, but they look like people. They're, and they're human. They're, they're very just, connected. They're like ancient. They're uh, and, they're human. They just have the same, uh, they have the same shining thing, but they all kind of have their own different abilities. You know what I mean? Like there's, they, they have the same thing as Danny Torrance. Yeah. And like, so like they can like turn, like they've, 
learned that to be able to stay alive they would take other people's shine so like anybody can like kind of learn this that's what it seemed like to me well in in the film there's a part where they find that girl in the movie theater the young girl yeah. and like she's like punishing the pedophile that's like you know pushing up on her and after they make her whatever the hell they are she asks she's like am i even still human oh because yeah she good did point. not yeah. feel like she was human anymore and the response from lucy the hat was do you even care yeah, yeah. So, and she makes reference when one of them dies, and when they die, they just turn into what they call steam. Like, they turn into, like, a spirit that evaporates. Yeah. It looks like a very unpleasant process, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, I mean, they make reference to the fact that they are ancient. Like, they talk oh, yeah, about the true. gladiators of Rome, yeah. and that would apply i mean let's just the time of caesar's triumphs were 72 bc so that would make them centuries old yeah you know what i mean so i mean i, I got the feeling that they if they ever were human they are not human now yeah well, you know what I mean? Like, humans don't, you know, exist for centuries. Yeah, like, yeah. or, excuse, yeah, I, no, excuse me. It would be like, what, two millennia? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it'd be kind of like, you know, just vampires, you know, be, feeding off of blood to stay mortal. You know what I mean? It'd be, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a similar yeah, thing. These, it's different. Yeah, I guess. were older than Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like, they made reference to, they would be like, they would have been two centuries older than Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the uh, just... I only saw the theatrical version. I think you saw the director's cut, and that the the uh, Blu-ray that's cut that just came out includes the director's cut, which is an extra like thirty minutes of film. Oh, so... maybe, maybe I saw a little bit more. Yeah, footage. so I would I would oh, definitely okay, gotcha. like to uh, go back and uh, and revisit that. I'll probably end up uh, buying it. I did rewatch uh, The Shining right before it, but I had to find like a, a better copy because mine's like the old DVD that came with the collection, and like it's in that weird like uh, sixteen by nine uh, uh, ratio, and like so I had to find a nice yeah. clean uh, Blu-ray. So I'll probably end up rebuying The Shining on uh, on Blu-ray. When I find a good copy that's in like the correct aspect ratio and clean. Yeah, I, I remember like being so psyched when I got the Stanley Kubrick box set. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it had like all the DVDs, but like now that DVD quality is like pretty much obsolete. Like you know what I mean? Because there's you know with 4K and you know uh, yeah. 265 encoding and things like that. It's just like you know what i mean like dvds are, are like the way of the vhs now yeah they don't, and they don't even like, like look good like a lot of the uh, new blu-rays and 4k transfers look they look yeah. so much better like the way like yeah i mean what what is should. the what is the um dvd i mean it's it's less than 480p quality right uh yeah think yeah i think it's like 480p i'm i think because i think, cause, uh, I think, I think 720 720 is hd technically uh, I think some of maybe like the special edition DVDs might be 720, feel, but yeah, I feel, you don't I get feel like DVDs are everything else under. Is, yeah, everything I else. I think they're like 1080i. Yeah, no, 1080i is like HD as well because that's 1080i and 1080p are both around like you know 
the higher quality I thought, end. Wait, I, I think no, it's I 480 thought, is well, I thought lower. 480p is greater quality than 1080i. I thought it was 1080i, 480p, 720p, 1080p, and then we go into 2160p or 4K, 4K yeah. HD. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know all the technical uh, things off the top of my head. I don't remember what what what. Yeah, they I think I think on, yes, but, you were, but I mean yeah. that's just uh, that sidebarring. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah. the next film uh, that. Uh, just came out as well i believe on the same day i believe it came out on the third was uh rabbit the remake of david cronenberg's uh first film uh, yeah I, I just found this i just yeah. found out that this is what it was yeah. like for i think when you first told me about rabbit i thought you were talking about a movie named habit oh habit <laughs> yeah and it was about uh, this like dude with one tooth and like he like befriends this like vampire chick and then they get into like a sexual relationship oh yeah and, i know like, that film yeah, it, it was yeah, like yeah. sort of like almost like a student but, yeah and i thought you were like oh, i was like you know I was like, Habit was like a really good like schoolhouse picture, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And I thought you were talking about, uh, but I was thinking like, but for them to remake it, like yeah. it doesn't really deserve. It. And so yeah. before we did the cast tonight, I like looked it up, and you know it was not Habit, it was Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. And I, I was telling you just before we did the cast, I, I knew the 1977 uh, movie that this is based off of, and I saw it like actually really recently. Yeah. So it was like fresh on my mind. So even though I didn't see the remake, um, you know I have have a very good idea of what it's about but you were telling me there's some difference uh well yeah it's it's directed by the soka sisters who's uh, i think they're they're these twin sisters who did um elevator which was like a, a horror tv uh game show type thing which was interesting but like they just hosted that but they've directed uh their first film was uh called dead hooker in a trunk and their second film was uh, American Mary, which is actually a really good film that, that uh, I would recommend uh, checking out. But uh, this one, it's it's pretty much uh, a very similar um, to the original, uh, which starts off with a woman who gets into a, a car accident. She has uh, some uh, experimental surgery to help fix her face, but it kind of takes over and... This is voluntary surgery, right? Oh, oh I was talking about the. Uh, I was talking about the uh, 1977 film. I was just talking about how it's it's very similar in that aspect that it's that basic okay. story. The main difference was that in this one, like it gives you more of a background on her, and in this, she's like working in women's fashion, and so like you know, it's a real tense atmosphere. Like you have to be on top of your game. So when she yeah. does get into the accident. Like, uh, I mean, she wasn't even, like, the model for it. She was, like, one of the designers, but it's still, like, kind of took her yeah, out of the like fashion. But it's such a high, and... it's, yeah, it's such a high competitive, uh, yeah. industry. So it kind of, so that's why she volunteers to, for this, uh, experimental surgery to help fix her face. And it does, she looks beautiful and still. But then it kind of gives her. Because she was in a car accident. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I think it was a motorcycle accident, which was the same thing as the uh, the original. Well, yeah. the 1977 was a motorcycle 
Yeah, this accident. one she's on like a moped, I believe. This one's a car accident. No, it's a it's a it's a mo. It's I think she's on like a moped. Accident. Yeah, so it's like a motorcycle accident. Yeah, uh, but it just well, it, the 1977 uh, one, the motorcycle accident. Like you see them on the motorcycle in the opening credits. Yeah, it happens so, like immediately. Like, we, like there is no backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the accident occurs within the first like 120 seconds. Yeah, then you just time. learn about her character as that movie goes along. This one gives you a little more backstory in the other. Oh, characters around it and all, all about the fashion industry but then the, yeah the accident happens and then she gets like you know those cravings one would have once you have experimental face surgery <laughs> and it goes well, it's voluntary it's voluntary yeah this yeah this one's voluntary yeah about, the uh, other one the other one kind of happened without her consent yeah. in the uh, original film now in the remake the you said she develops cravings by cravings do you mean like cravings to like lure men to her bed and then she opens up her armpit so that the monster comes out and bites them or does she like just start biting them or like what what happens in this remake i believe like it's how much very it, it, it's similar like Marilyn Chambers scene or yeah it's very similar to the uh I don't, I don't remember if she lured people back to it sometimes she might just be like out in an alley and, and attack someone you know what i mean but like it's a very similar thing i don't remember quite where it was on the body i don't remember if it was in the armpit or not but like it definitely when you like at first you kind of get the tease of the of the the, the uh, thing that's attached to her, but then yeah, it goes into full like Cronenberg, and you get some like good body horror, like almost even some John Carpenter like the thing type uh, effects. So like I really yeah. liked I really yeah, liked that element. It looked that, really that's good. What I was, that's how I pictured it. Yeah, would be. yeah, yeah. Now do they? I, I'm I can't remember for certain, but I feel like in the original when she would you know like theater you know let this parasitic organism that she was now part of like i feel like it didn't like immediately turn them into like a crazy zombie no it's like, like was, a wasn't there like an incubation period where they would just like go crazy within like 24 hours is it that way in the remake or... oh when they when she bites somebody and then they turn yeah, yeah i think it, I, I think it might be a little more uh a little more fast a, a little faster than that it wasn't like a 24-hour thing like once they kind of get bit it's kind of almost they like, kind of go crazy they, and within an hour they're a mindless zombie or yeah it's like almost yeah it's almost like they just kind of turn into zombies almost almost more immediate you know what i mean she's kind of like turning people i think some of them don't quite get turned because they get so jacked up but like yeah now are they like the walking dead zombies like walking around like all oh, like are they like aggressive like uh the remake of dawn of the dead where they're like fucking like charging full speed or like war war z or you know, i'm trying to like, i'm trying to remember because like, it's been a uh this this kid oh, i saw this like last fall at a uh festival out here oh, now you saw that yeah so i'm time. trying to i'm trying to remember uh exactly what happens uh, towards the end when they when they change i can't remember if like they become zombies or if it takes a different direction with it i think i think they do it's kind of like a mix the substantial part of the story yeah i think i believe it's a mix i, I mean it just came out on blu-ray I'll, I'll definitely check it out again hopefully it'll come out on a, a streaming service 
soon. Um, but I, I mean, it's definitely worth one checking out, and it definitely uh, kind of expanded on on uh, on Cronenberg's first film. So without you know with with paying like homage to it as well, and not yeah. feeling like a rip off. You know what I mean? Like they really did a uh, Cronenberg justice there. I felt it. Well, I'll have to. I'll definitely give that one a go. Uh, I'm I'm psyched up that. Uh, I, like I said, I had I totally misunderstood what you were talking yeah, about yeah, first. Yeah. And I thought you were talking about something. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so the uh, oh boy, uh, you froze again. Here, let's see. Keck, you there? Yeah. Mhm. Oh, I see the videos first. Oh, there you are. Okay. But, uh, so yeah, the next, uh, um, item on my list, uh, that comes out is, uh, oh, it's actually The Lodge, uh, which comes out this Friday, the 7th, yeah. in theaters, starring yeah. Richard Artemidge and, uh, Alicia Silverstone, and it's by the director or directors, I can't remember if it was, uh, one or two people that did, uh, Goodnight Mommy, which I heard, uh, was really good, but I have not, uh, seen that yet. I believe it's on Amazon, if I'm, uh, not mistaken, but it's, uh, basically about, uh, woman who takes um her boyfriends or new husbands or fiance's children to a uh an a house uh in for the winter i guess or for for like a week i believe and they get trapped uh during a blizzard and uh you know like shit from the past and you know stuff they're, happens. they're out in like a rural it's like a rural country house yeah, right and yeah like there's outside like, nothing, like a small village like yeah yeah, there's like nothing in the middle of nowhere, and they all kind of get like it, it. So they're like, uh, they're like basically snowed in, like misery style. Yeah, she's and, like left with his with his kids. You know what I mean? Like he he's not with yeah. them. It's just him and uh, her and the two children, and like they haven't really gotten along. And he and they're kind of hoping this will kind of help them like bond together. And you know, shit shit doesn't go well for people in those situations. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I I know nothing about this movie except that I heard that it was something that would be up my alley. Yeah. And yeah. although it's not released yet, it actually has like over 1,400 reviews on IMDb. Um, and uh, so I guess some people uh, probably must have got like a sneak peek or something. Oh, some or, festival screenings. You know, yeah. Saw that festival yeah. screenings, early screening, test screenings, stuff like that. And um the uh the initial reviews look really good and uh, like i said the only thing i know about is that they all get snowed in and yeah. they're not really like they're not on like the best terms with each other like off the bat so i guess things just go downhill from there yeah i think the trailer so, did a decent job of uh not yeah you i know, haven't even seen the trailer yeah. i was yeah I don't was even don't even bother but more fresh. yeah that's 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 the way to go i feel uh, i usually tend to enjoy movies uh more when i don't see a trailer at all but uh yeah i mean I, I felt like especially compared to one later on on the list which we'll get to uh like i thought they did a better job of um not giving away too much uh with with this one so um yeah i like yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah so then uh next the other thing that comes out in theaters i'll, I'll skip one for for a second in theaters is uh what i have on here uh on friday is called uh, come to daddy and it's with uh, Elijah Wood, and he plays a man who travels to an isolated cabin to reconnect with his strange father, only to find himself in an unexpected nightmare. 
So it's a very similar uh, theme to the lodge where uh, people in cabins <laughs> and going uh, and going crazy. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like Elijah Wood, and he's that's about. yeah, he's done some interesting things. And I think it, uh, it's the director's first film, so it seems a little more independent, not not as uh, big as uh, the lodge is. So uh, I, I like All these I like new seeing fucking both. directors, man. Yeah. exciting. Yeah, there's a couple just coming out in February that I was looking at that I was like, oh, wow, this is only their first or second film. So I thought that was a, a pretty interesting thing. Hey, it's been well, we talked about last cast. I mean, it seems like every month now I see a new film coming out by a director that hasn't done shit in the past yeah. and it's been good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. fucking exciting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the next thing that comes out on this Friday is uh, the new uh, series Live. Lock and Key on Netflix uh, by uh, Joe Hill, who's the son of Stephen King, and uh, Gabriel Rodriguez is a award-winning comic book series about siblings who move into a house with three keys that alter reality. And uh, I don't know if you, this, I feel like this one's definitely right up your alley, uh, you know, because it's keys and doorways to other realities and stuff like that so uh yeah, yeah i haven't the, read anything uh, about the comic reality, uh... yeah i haven't read anything about the comic but i i've heard really good things about it so this has definitely been one that's been like piquing my interest uh i believe the original pilot i don't know if it's gonna be the same uh was uh hulu was uh gonna pick it up but they ended up passing on it and then netflix uh picked it up so i don't know if it's the same thing but or if they reshot the pilot or or what but like this is one project that's been like rumored to be a movie and a series for like years now and finally it's it's done and it's coming out friday and i think the trailer looks pretty good and i'm excited to see it again i haven't seen the trailer the only thing i heard about is that it deals with like multiple dimensions which is a common theme in sci-fi and horror right now yeah it's just the past multiple dimensions twilight zone type shit very popular right yeah. now so yeah it's definitely something i'll check out um but yeah i don't really know too much more about it than what you just described yeah and what when when is its uh release date again friday uh the 7th February seventh. So, so every, yeah, every yeah. Uh, the seventh is going to be a huge day. Yeah, like you know, what I mean, like everything's coming out on the seventh. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, next week uh, we got coming to Shutter is uh, Rob Zombie's new film Three from Hell, which is the sequel to uh, Devil's Rejects. Um, which is basically, I mean, it starts how you would expect it to. They obviously it shows them the surviving the gun battle from Devil's Rejects, and then yeah, it, yeah. Then it goes into like them being in prison. Kind of has that like uh, natural born killers feel to it with the, with them and with them in prison. Uh, but then eventually they break out. And you know, mayhem ensues. You know, wait, but didn't in the last film, didn't in the last film they also barely survive the shootout? No, the like, didn't the beginning oh, the... of their last film involved like a huge police raid where like there's like a brutal shootout? Like, that doesn't happen in the last one. No, that happens in the last one, but that that film ends with them driving down the highway and being shot by the cops so you think they're all dead you know what i mean in the beginning oh, of that film I, it shows I them escape i remembered a gun battle in the beginning 
beginning. Yeah, there is a gun the battle. Last... There's a gun battle in the beginning, and it shows them escape through a tunnel, uh, like on their on their farm, while the mother gets captured oh, or whatever. But then it ends and then with there's the... another brutal gun battle at the end of it. It doesn't so. really show the gun battle. It just shows them driving up to the cops pulling in front of them and the cops pulling behind, and it shows them, you know, like like cocking their guns and like you just hear the gunfires from from the cops so you just assume that like the cops killed them because there's no way they would live but like yeah it starts out with them like showing like somehow they they, yeah it's like somehow they barely survived blah blah blah. but like um unfortunately uh sig haig was kind of sick at the time during this film so he didn't get um he had just a very small role and uh they kind of replaced him with uh richard brake which uh, I thought he was really good, uh, and he comes in as like uh, I believe Sig Hayes. Uh, no, it's either Haig's stepbrother or Mosley's stepbrother. I can't remember, but the, he's like related to the family, and uh, so he comes in and helps like break them out of jail and stuff like that. And uh, kind of you know shit shit ensues, and it's it's kind of I, I liked it. And, uh, if I'm gonna rank them, I would say I like. Devil's Rejects the best, and I would like this about probably the same but different than uh, House of Thousand Corpses. It's kind of hard to uh, really uh, rank them, but uh, I think I think it's worth I, a watch I if you like, like the House other two. House of Thousand Corpses the best, I think. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I was really hoping that there would never be any sequel or anything to that. <laughs> um, I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. It was twisted. It was sick. It was cool. And then when they made another one, I was just like, you know, I really could have gone without this Uh, like you know you made a very sick and twisted movie cool and when he decided to when it started to become like its own franchise franchise i was just like ugh, i don't know it just seemed like really gross to me uh, like i just started getting skeeved out i thought it was a little bit too over the top and twisted in ways that i'm just like not really into so but hey i know a lot of people are into it and you know that's cool it's just not really up my alley yeah, so yeah. this is going to be a pass for me personally but uh you know um, yeah i yeah. feel like if you're a fan it's of devil's so rejects so you'll like this but probably not as much as <laughs> devil's rejects so but uh it's still i still still thought it was worth watching to me anyway but uh, anyway, uh, the next one that comes out the next day on the 14th on Valentine's Day is the uh, film VFW. Uh, and it, it's uh, by the director who did Bliss, um, which just came out on Shudder. That's why I put these two uh, next to yeah, each other. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but uh, Bliss was about a uh, brilliant painter facing the worst creative block of her life turns to anything she can do to complete her masterpiece spiral into hallucination hallucinatory hellscape of drugs sex and murder in a sleazy underbelly of los angeles so that one's out All that's available things in life. yeah that one's available now on shutter so if you want to get an idea of uh kind of like i guess this guy's style i mean i, don't, I haven't seen any trailers for vfw but uh i just like the cast list uh which is stephen lang from don't breathe william sadler from you know bill and ted uh, Die Hard 2, Shawshank, you know, and so on. And uh, Martin Rove, who is uh, John Kreese in uh, Karate Kid. And they play uh, Vietnam vets against a gang of violent young punks. So, like, I really like that uh, 
But I really like that aspect. Of it. I just—you mentioned Bill and Ted, and I just caught like a clip from it the other day <laughs> when, like, when Napoleon orders them all to be shot. Yeah, oh yeah, I was yeah, yeah. like, oh god, it that was, was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Death in the uh, or the Grim Reaper in the uh, in Bill and Ted too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I but, know, uh, right? Huh. Yeah, I just like that cast list, and I like the. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know how much difference gonna be from Bliss, but I mean. I mean, it's worth, uh, it's worth, I think it's worth checking out. I'm more excited, I would say, to see Z VFW than I am to see Bliss, but I'll check them both out. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, what, what else What else do we have coming out? Uh, there was something on Xbox, right? Yeah, the uh, Call of Cthulhu is just coming to the uh, uh, Xbox Gold, you know, the uh, free thing on the 16th, and it'll be available till March 15th. And it's uh, basically an H.P. Lovecraft uh, film that that's uh, it's about a private detective whose mission is to find the truth behind the death of an acclaimed artist and her family on Darkwater Island in Boston. Uh, the ratings I, I see, I mean, I want to play this game. I mean, it's free, but from the ratings I'm seeing, it's like a 63% on Metacritic, 59% on PC Gamer, and a 5 out of 10 on GameSpot. So it's got very mediocre <laughs> reviews, but... Yeah. Uh, one reviewer said if you played old school horror adventure games like Alone in the Dark or Seventh Guest, then you'll enjoy this one. Keep in mind it's not a big budget production, but what it lacks in polish, it makes up for great death, compelling characters, and a lot of choices that affect the outcome. A little short, I finished it in eight hours, but the notion of a different story arcs and endings based on your choices will surely have me play again. So I think that, that review enough gave me uh, interest. To just check it out at least, maybe start it. I mean, especially if it's only a short game, I'll bang that out in a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. For me, like I'm just not trying to play any games that aren't great. That aren't like eight out of ten, nine out of ten, ten out of ten. Nine point five out. Nine point five. Like someone told me this some years ago. I asked him about, it and he was like, "You know, Keck, the thing is." is I'm just not trying to play any games that aren't great. Yeah. And he was absolutely 100% serious, and I just kind of, like, started to inhabit that kind of mentality. Yeah. Like, if it's not great, I'm not interested in playing it. Like, the Friday the 13th game, that obviously is not great. Far from it. But it is Jason, yeah. and Jason's one of my heroes. So... <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like I felt like obligated to play. It, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? I feel, yeah. Just at the same way I do all the shitty Predator games that come out. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, mainly terrible games, but, you know, it's I mean, it's Predator. Predator so Predator's my hero, yeah. <laughs> another hero. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, that's cool. Um, you know, I, I'm all about Cthulhu, so, I mean, you know, getting that out there is cool, and, yeah. you know, Hopefully, uh, it will suck a little less than you think it's gonna suck. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, then, then just to go quickly through a couple other ones, uh, Snatchers uh, comes out on the 18th uh, on Blu-ray. It's a horror... oh wait, that's the one where that chick like um, loses her virginity and like wakes up the next day and she's pregnant. Yeah. And like she's having an like, alien, an baby. alien baby. Yeah, it looks like a horror <laughs> comedy sci-fi, and it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
but a 5.3 on IMDb, and that's why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes, because, like, IMDb seems to be a little more accurate. I mean, sometimes I've seen some great great movies that are only rated 5.3 on IMDb, but uh, it, I think it definitely has a better balance. Like, I don't think I anything do can be 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do not trust Rotten Tomatoes yeah. at all. I yeah. mean, IMDb, most of the ratings are all based on user. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh... I mean, the only times I sometimes see, like, the ratings are inconsistent is, like, if, for example, the movie's, like, filmed in another country, like, you know, I mean, like... Oh, yeah, in, then, like, like, a lot like, of Americans are, like, like I, I don't have, like, like subtitles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it would be, like, a local, like, cultural thing, you know what I mean? So it, like, gets inflated ratings from like one particular demographic and you know everyone else sees as mediocre yeah. like you know that's some that's oh, the that's only the time too, i yeah. sometimes like yeah. see fluctuations um but uh otherwise yeah i trust imdb over all others yeah. i would say yeah, um i think they're the most accurate but yeah. uh yeah so yeah i wouldn't trust rotten tomatoes but i mean i i like the idea of it like i i, I don't know it just sounds like a comedy yeah thing. oh yeah it's a, it like, says it's a horror comedy so. the next thing she's got an alien baby yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah, um, the, it looked. Yeah. It looked from what I've. Uh, I haven't seen any trailers, but uh, I just read the synopsis, and I've heard. Uh, I've heard good things about it, so it's something I put on the list to check out. Uh, hopefully, it comes to one of the streaming services, because since I don't know anything about the movie and I haven't seen it, I'm not going to run out and buy it on Blu-ray. So maybe I'll. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, anyway, the then uh, there's another series coming out on Netflix. Um, on the 20th called spectros and it's about teenagers who accidentally so get fucking ridiculous. yeah i put it on here because it's a brazilian it's a, it's a ridiculous summary Go yeah ahead. it's a brazilian tv series that's why I, I want to put it on here just to show that like you know there's horror that that also you know in other countries and stuff but yeah the premise was about teenagers who accidentally get dragged into a war between japanese ghosts and brazilian witches <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so uh, totally, I I totally support that. I hope I I'm kind of hoping it's a comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't if, just, with I'm that premise, you exists, can't. Yeah, but, uh, with that premise, I don't know if you can take that too seriously. Wait, did did you did you say is this a quote? Did you just say that like you just wanted to point out that there are horror movies in other countries? <laughs> yeah like not like do you, do you mean like there are horror movies that are recently being released in other countries he, or are you saying you just found no, out that there are no, horror movies that, that i wanted to no that i wanted to like you know give notice to movies that are made in other countries that aren't just made in the u.s you know what i mean like I don't want to just talk about American, you know, yeah, things. No, I want to talk about that. I yeah. just wanted to make yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> the way you said yeah. it was like, just so you know, I found out there are movies, yeah. horror movies you, in other countries. Did you know they make movies in other countries besides the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Just, just yeah. making sure. No, no, no. I mean, you don't really hear about a lot of, uh, like, most of the time when you hear of uh, horror movies in other countries it's a lot of korean and, and japanese uh, horror films yeah i always think of so like i like when i hear of like a brazilian or a, or a mexican or uh or i don't know a german horror film or 
you know, a French horror film or whatever. Like they're always, uh, they always pique my interest. Although there are probably a lot of French horror films and even Italian ones too. But uh, well, I don't seen think a you lot get of Mexican horror. Yeah, I don't think you get a whole lot of uh, uh, South American uh, horror as much, or even Central American horror. But I think it's it's you're getting I'm more and more now. I'm just not really well versed in South American cinema. Yeah, in yeah, general. neither am I. Um, yeah. you know. So whenever I hear about a horror uh, I, movie, it I peaks. Saw, there were a couple of Brazilian movies that were like real violent crime gangster movies. Oh, like City of God? Like, yeah. It wasn't City of God. It was after City of God. It followed like a bunch of like Brazilian police around through like corruption. I can't remember. There was a movie and then there was a sequel to that movie. Uh, it was sort of like a two-part movie. And oh. um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was extremely violent. So, yeah, I, I'm just not that familiar with um, South, South uh, American cinema in general. But like what I have seen is pretty cool so, yeah yeah so um, whenever yeah. especially whenever something horror wise comes from one of those countries comes available onto like a netflix or amazon i think yeah, it's, it's I like think it's good to awesome. take notice yeah because most of the time those are kind of harder to, to find because they don't get as much notice uh so that's why i want to put that one on there but uh yeah, and, the, and the premise was funny yeah and the premise was funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the next one I got is uh, this movie called Jessica Forever, which is coming out on Shudder. And uh, it's because I, I put this on there because it's about a woman fighting for her life in the future world of dangerous miscreants. But then I found another uh, synopsis that says, In a dystopian world where violent misfits reign supreme, one woman and her makeshift family of rehabilitated marauders fight for peace. And that was the one that was like, yeah, I'm into dystopian uh, horror films where, uh, <laughs> you know, shit gets a little wild. I don't know if you saw the uh, dystopian film um, Turbo Kid, but that's getting a uh, it's getting a sequel more in the Road Warrior uh, aspect. But it's got like Michael Ironside. It, it's it's very uh, sci-fi. Uh, yeah, horror, no, I don't yeah. know anything about that. That. yeah yeah there's some good head explosions in it so uh it's it's kind of worth checking out I, i'm yeah. all about the head explosions yeah. <laughs> like that scene from scanners like i try to watch that at least once every three months yeah yeah so michael ironside from scanners is in turbo kids so it'd be worth checking out so i want to yeah, understand like, if you were to go on my youtube history you would notice that like i watched that scanner scene like every 90 days yeah. like you'll see in my youtube library like has been watched in the last 90 days yeah. i know that sounds ridiculous but it's really true yeah. i don't know <laughs> I, I really like that but yeah that's why i want to put that one on my uh, jessica forever on my list just because it's a, a nice dystopian you know violent uh you know battle and stuff like that so uh we'll see we'll see i'll definitely check that out uh there was another one that got uh good reviews oh oh uh, jessica forever by the way comes out on the 20th um of this month and then there was another one that i've heard good uh things about that comes out on netflix on the 22nd called uh, girl on the third floor which is about a guy who's doing like renovations in a rundown mansion, uh, and it has a, like a sordid history for his uh, growing family, and only to learn that the house has other plans. So I don't know if like oh. the house, you know, it's like 
that movie Amityville, like, you know, what was it, three? Yeah, about time? Constantly maintaining the fire. Oh, yeah. uh, there's been so. Uh, well, y- you have to understand, too, not only Amityville, I mean, there. I mean, this is. Oh, been yeah, there's like. So many oh, yeah. Time, Haunting the Hill House, stuff like that. Yeah. But um, are you aware of the franchise that was just called? house yes it was yes. a series of horror there was like four I, I, or five i lost count at house part five yeah that's where i lost count um, to. Yeah. I, I don't know if there was anything that went beyond that yeah. but um yeah you know, so hey, i don't know cool. i don't like, i don't know if this is like a haunted house movie or if there's somebody that like lives in the house so it's more of like a people under the stairs type situation i'm not really sure i haven't yeah. watched any trailers and um, that's all i've kind of gotten with the uh with a synopsis, and I've heard uh, I've heard decent things about this uh, film, so I, I thought it was worth uh, noting. And that oh, comes, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely down for checking it out. But like yeah. when I I read the description, I was just like, I mean, my reaction was just like, oh, god, I feel like I've read this synopsis like so many yeah, a million times, times. yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, if they're gonna bring something new to the table, cool. Like yeah. I'll I'll definitely check it out. But like my initial reaction is just like meh. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, but it comes out on the twenty second on uh, Netflix. I'll check it out and maybe get back to you and let you know if it's uh, if it's worth your time. Uh, but then the uh, I got a couple more items uh, here. Um, the second season of Altered Carbon uh, comes out on Netflix. I don't know if you've uh, saw the first season, yeah. but uh, I had uh, Joel Kinnaman, and it was uh, set in the future where consciousness and is digitized and stored. Uh, and a prisoner returns, which is Joel Kinnaman, uh, uh, but it, he's in a new body. So the guy, I guess, before him is in Joel Kinnaman's body to kind of clear that up. Although that doesn't, you just have to watch the. Oh, watch the show. Carbon is very, very, very difficult yeah. to explain. Yeah, like yeah. It, 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 it'd really take a lot. There's been like a lot of like drama about season one. Yeah, um, you know, some people said that like there was like too much sex in it, and like it's kind of weird because like I'm generally somebody that says like the more violence and sex, the better. Yeah, because that's just where we're at right now as a society. But like, I will say I kind of thought the first season was like a little bit too sex obsessed because like wasn't like one of the like like wasn't one of uh his rewards going to be that he got to go and like live in like this orgy yeah it was like it a was, dream like, world orgy, orgy. Island, yeah where there was gonna be like like 20 to 30 clones of this one particular woman and he was gonna like be in like a stasis of a forever human pile orgy and i was just like i gotta tell you like that doesn't really sound that great (laughs) (laughs) i was just like you know i don't know maybe it was just a particular woman that was pitching him the idea but i was just like so that's what you're going to be doing for like all eternity like i don't know it like i said it's very difficult to understand yeah like or explain everything that's going on in altered carbon because there's a lot going on but i will say this i am looking forward to season two because it has been so long. When did season one first come out? I feel like it came Was out it last early January. 2017? No, I think it came out in, in early 2019. No, bro. I saw I saw season one of Altered Carbon 
at least 16, 18 months ago. <laughs> uh, I can tell you right now. Hold on. It, it I came... remember seeing it on Netflix for like the longest. Oh, it came out gonna... February 2nd, 2018. So Really? Yeah. That's actually like a lot sooner than I thought. Yeah. I thought it was like 2017. But anyway, I remember yeah, it came big... out in the beginning of the of the year. I thought it was the beginning of last year. I guess it was the beginning of the year before. But yeah, this um, it's, it's basically years, yeah so... yeah. So it's it was basically Joel Kinnaman trying to win his freedom by solving uh, this murder. But it's like super like cyberpunk uh sci-fi and uh this season I'm has a attempt to explain yeah what and this season has a uh, anthony mackie in it uh so i definitely want to i definitely want to check it out and it's based on a uh, book i think it was like that uh like three or four books i can't remember how many it was but uh yeah, i, I just I heard about it people yeah. that are real into the books have like spoken out and been like yo this is a terrible adaptation that's like what i heard from people that were into the books yeah. but people that just like the show are just like you know fuck you i don't care about the books like i'm yeah. just watching this as a show and in my opinion it stands on its own and i mean that's cool yeah i mean you're the one that always says a show should be able to stand on its yeah, own exactly so i don't really care about like what it is based on like i enjoyed it yeah um, yeah i feel like if the show for me if the show uh, like if you haven't read the book the show should be able to like tell you everything you need to know and maybe even get you interested in reading the book that's how i feel yes. that's that's how i feel almost a lot of shows are are for they're not necessarily f as much for people who've read the book because they Unless know those the producers come out first and say something like yeah we're creating this because we already have a substantial following oh yes it. that's definitely like, why we're making this for the fans yeah. like get into it like love it or die you know yeah. what i mean yeah like i understand that but like yeah um i think a lot of the times they kind of expect that the uh the people who like the books most of the time aren't going to like the changes they made. You know what I mean? It's really difficult to make a book fan, uh, a fan of a book happy when it comes to an adaptation of, of almost anything. There are very few, like, like literally good, perfect adaptations to, to books that makes everyone happy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're never gonna, you're never gonna achieve like a perfect adaptation. Yeah. You're never going to make everybody happy. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But some do a much better job than others. Oh, definitely. So yeah. That's, that's for you're, sure. you're, you're just like shooting to honor the original story. Yeah. Or you're going to just take it as inspiration and spiral into a totally new direction. Yeah. You know, whatever. Works. Yeah. There's been anyway. some recent ones that have been oh, like that that were good but uh yeah anyway um before we get to our last one uh there was one i wanted to mention because i just saw the uh trailer for this the other day and it comes out on the 28th in theaters um and it's uh by the guy who did uh deathgasm i don't know if you've seen this movie but deathgasm was a like a uh, i want to say new zealand or australian film i'm not exactly sure where it took place but it's basically uh these two uh metal like death metal guys who come across you know um lyrics to an ancient song or whatever but they end up you know releasing a uh, a demon or and they have to like fight it 
and it's such like a great horror uh, comedy. I think you'll really uh, enjoy that one. But uh, this is the the new one by the guy who did that, and it's called Guns Akimbo, and it's with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Samara Weaving, who was in uh, Ready or Not. That was one of my favorites from last year, and it's basically about a, a gang. Um, it's very. Uh, I'll just tell you the synopsis first, and then I'll tell Wait, you. Wait, isn't it like something like the the Jennifer Lawrence, um, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, thing? Um, what was that Jennifer Lawrence like uh, franchise? To Kill a Mockingbird. What, uh, what was that called? Oh, so Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. Sorry, I, I couldn't think of. Isn't this sort of like the Hunger Games? This kind of reminded me more of the Running Man than it did of Hunger Games. Uh, it's basically okay. about a, a gang running a deadly competition within its city, in which complete strangers fight to the death for the entertainment of an online audience of millions. Uh, Radcliffe, who plays this kind of like loser guy, soon finds himself caught up in the game and forced to fight in a battle to the death so that's why it kind of reminded me more of because uh, he of uh, running man because he was the kind of unwilling participant instead of like hunger games they're all kind of you know they kind of volunteer for it in a way but uh yeah it just said like he wakes up one morning and like in the trailer like there's like guns like nailed to his hand and he's just like in a robe and slippers like running around the city like <laughs> you know, so I thought the uh, the trailer looked really good, and it, and, it, and it piqued my interest, and I'll definitely uh, be checking this one out, especially since I like yeah. Deathgasm so much. So I think that that one be right up your alley too. So I just want yeah, to I'll, 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 I'll give it, I'll give it a go. Hmm. Um, I mean, the the final thing we're talking about at the end, the very end of the month, um, is uh, is it a remake of The Invisible Man, or is it just like? A, I'm not really sure like what they're doing. Is it is it being held as a remake or is it just like I think it's uh, just a new adaptation of the story. Yeah, yeah. like ju- like just a fresh look on it like yeah. 2020. Yeah, but yeah, it's The Invisible Man with uh, Elizabeth Moss and uh it's directed by Leo Wanell who uh he only directed uh two other films before this, uh In Cities 3 and uh Upgrade, which I know we did a cast on um yeah. not that long ago uh but I'm he's looking forward to this yeah he also well, wrote say... uh, hold on he also wrote uh the saw franchise um the insidious franchise and uh cooties which also had uh elijah wood and uh and rain wilson in it which was like about uh like a uh, zombie children and like <laughs> so that How one was long really ago funny did that come out uh, at least a year or two ago maybe it was it was on i think it's i think it's on hulu it was a, it's like a horror comedy where like they're at a like elementary school and and elijah wood and rain and rain wilson are uh teachers and like you know there's like a virus that goes around but it only affects like the kids so the kids become like ravenous and they have to like you know it, it, you know beat off like they have to kill some kids you know what I mean? so i thought that was it was pretty hilarious uh but again, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a perfect comedy. It was a comedy. It's it was, it was funny. You should check it out. But uh, yeah, this one is uh, this one's about um, Elizabeth Moss's character, whose uh, abusive ex uh, takes his own life and leaves her his fortune. Um, but she has to be proven sane to uh, collect the fortune, and uh, he kind of you know obviously he's the invisible man, and she suspects that his death was a hoax and uh things kind of go bad for her and like 
she he kind of makes her uh, seem crazy. I thought the trailer. I don't remember the last Invisible Man. I mean, I saw a comedy with Chevy uh, Chevy Chase yeah. and the Invisible Man. I think it was called like Memoirs of an Invisible Man yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Well, I think Hollow I, Man. I don't remember previous Invisible Man movies being that dark. Hollow Man like, with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I know Hollow Man. I'm saying like I don't remember like um, I don't remember previous Invisible Man movies being like that grim. Yeah, like where she, where you have the one she's in like is she in like an insane asylum? I think at one like, point, yeah, I think the trailer gives away too way too much. It well, kind of gives you the that's entire what I plot. Want to talk yeah is i mean i'm i'm still interested in seeing this movie but i feel like i've already saw it by watching the trailer uh the trailer looks god awful yeah um i that's why you know we were just talking about earlier like you know i like seeing movies that i don't know anything about like that i haven't seen the trailer because trailers can make the movie look really awesome and the movie shit yeah. or it can make it look really shit and the movie ends up turning to be awesome yeah i wish i never but saw the trailer for this honestly the trailer <laughs> looks god off yeah uh, i mean i'm just saying like it looks really fucking dumb so i'm hoping that i've been a fan of the invisible man movies even you know back in black and white yeah like you know yeah. what i mean like I thought they were funny, you know, um, there were like, you know, I've seen, there is a drama to the story. Like, you know what I mean? Like the invisible man suffers terribly. Um, so it is kind of dark in nature, but this one looked like it was like her, her Elizabeth Moss backstory looked like it was like really grim, like grimmer than I remember in the other invisible man movies. And the only other thing I know about is the trailer just looked absolutely appallingly terrible. So I'm really hoping that it's not indicative of the final product, but uh, either way, it definitely seems a little more in line with like uh, hollow man with Kevin Bacon. Cause like, if you remember that movie, like, He's like straight up like molesting of lead actress in, in that film when he's invisible. So like he's like that a real he's like a real one, scumbag that in that. Is one of the things he does do, yeah. yeah. But I believe they explain a little bit of that though in Hollow Man. I believe that the process that Kevin Bacon is subjected to that makes him invisible also is making him like crazy in the head. Oh yeah. So I like think so too, when yeah. he like molests that girl, I'm not sure like if he. Uh, I, I, I think, think it, I think it was Bacon like would have done that like normally like I think like his mind had started to go bad and so he started yeah doing, I think like, but it was also kind of part of his characteristic because like if if you remember the beginning it's not like he was like this this he was already kind of like you know pushing up on her like real fucking hard and like she was like kind of rejecting them so you on. felt like so he was, it was i don't really remember the movie yeah, that well so you're saying that kevin bacon gave off like a rapey vibe even before yeah he yeah i mean i definitely think the hollow man uh, like the invisible man uh, effect definitely like kind of increased his like you know anger in his in his mind but like 
I think he was definitely uh, probably heading down that I'll route. I'll take your word so. for it. I don't remember it well enough. I, I thought yeah. it was a situation where, like, Kevin Bacon was like, oh, fuck, I'm invisible. For Wait, it's something he wanted to do, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah, something yeah. Something he wanted. And, yeah. like, he, he wanted to, like, you know, keep getting more and more invisible to do this shit yeah so yeah i i, I guess you're right um i, I don't know what the story's going to be in this new invisible man yeah like but, i've heard rumors of some things and i don't, don't want to say anything but i i heard it was yeah. in one of the new trailers and i'm like man i'm just gonna avoid whatever new trailer comes out because like it doesn't sound very good uh but yeah like oh, yeah this it, one it's it, like it does not this one is like yeah she uh like I, I like the aspect of her being like you know of him kind of driving her crazy and being this like abusive ex and like nobody believes her and stuff like that i like that aspect of it but like i feel like they showed way too much in the trailer like it, like so it's gonna be difficult for them to like really surprise me with anything in this so i don't know yeah. I, like yeah it, it seems like it's already written yeah <laughs> Well, hey, uh, hopefully we're wrong on this one, and uh, it turns out to be, uh, you know, uh, a hidden gem. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to have at least uh, maybe half or more than half the movies I see this month be good, unlike last month. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so they, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's you've seen a lot of shit recently. Yeah, there's so obviously a ton more that uh, I'd written down, which I will release uh, on the Facebook group. Um, because uh, there's definitely not enough time to get this would be a whole nother hour if we uh, got into everything Jesus. but uh, so I don't I doubt I'll be able to see everything but I'll try to see it as much as I can this month but uh, I don't know was there anything else that you saw that was uh, coming out this month or does that about wrap it up no that that was it you know I, I told you before the I mean I'll I'm sure I'll remember it like a half hour like after we're done um but there was something that was on my mind there was something I saw that I wanted to mention but I it's on the tip of my tongue but I just it's it's not there yet but there is something that um I had saw and I was like oh fuck that's coming out and uh, it, it's totally been lost on me yeah, yeah. so yeah I mean I guess what I'm looking for to the most is uh lodge and uh the invisible man I i'm just hoping the invisible man shocks me yeah, yeah you know i'm hoping it's gonna be like bang so I, think... I mean i'm looking forward to that and uh i'm going to probably watch lodge in the next day or two yeah i think so, that's that's uh, the one i definitely am uh out of the mainstream ones that's yeah. that's the one I'm most interested in, and then I, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing some of the other more uh, independent ones. It seems like like a Gunzakumo and and the VFW one I think are, are the yeah. other two on my list that like I hope are going to be uh, pleasantly surprising. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, thanks for joining me, and uh, if you're um, listening to this, join us on the uh, Facebook uh, group uh, and. Um, Tune in uh, next time, and uh, thanks for uh, joining me. Cheers. Cheers.